This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to the 100% LCFC podcast, brought to you by 100% LCFC and Owen Palmerakin. Welcome back. It is the 100% LCFC podcast. Owen Palmerakin here, and we are packed right up to the rafters, would you believe, today in terms of content. We're going to be taking a look back at the Spurs game last Saturday afternoon in what proved to be a solid point for Ranieri's men, as well as also chatting Riyad Mahrez in his once more amazing performance, and also the mentality of the Foxes alongside the Capital One Cup game with Berry on Tuesday night as well. We've got a host of guests coming up for you as well, but we're going to start off with our very own Alan Young, who I call up with on Tuesday morning. Youngie, let's get straight into Saturday's game, of course. Leicester City fought back against a very good Spurs side to grab a point to send them back to the summit of the Premier League for the third Saturday in a row. And I'd say it was a point well-deserved for both sides. Yeah, I think uh, on reflection, though, and uh, one all a draw was probably about the right result. Although we had the better chances in the second half, the goalkeeper saved me his chest, and Mares denied by the foot of the post. Um, and that was after we had, we had equalised. Um, it was important that we did get that goal back uh, as quickly as we did because we could have ended up losing 1-0. But all in all, three games played, seven points. You know, that's like two wins at home and a point away from home. It, it equates as the same as that. So lots of supporters going home on Saturday a wee bit disappointed that we got a draw against Spurs. So, you know, that's 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 probably the mentality of our supporters as well now. We can win any. We can beat anybody. Mm, certainly, of course. City have played Sunderland on the opening day and West Ham United last week, and of course. But Spurs are a different class to those sorts of teams, aren't they? Unless the City held their own against a side as good as Spurs. Well, yeah, I think Spurs are a better side, and they've got some very good individual players. Um, but I don't think they're as, as strong as some of the other teams in the league. Um, I think we can be confident going to White Hart Lane and getting something there. Uh, I was very disappointed with Harry Kane up front. I mean, I could do his job now, and I'm on crutches. But um, this, um, happy with the way that, that, that our team played, that the lads did, and um, some good, very good performances, resolute performances, in what was terrific heat on. I mean, over 30 degrees, and um, to get your water breaks and everything in, very, very important. But the lads are looking good, they're looking sharp, and... Um, we're looking forward to Bournemouth. 
You spoke there of the water breaks. Uh, what are your views on that one? Well, we never used to have them. Um, in fact, we never used to drink water before going to play. We used to swill your mouth out and spit it out. Completely the wrong thing to do. I think that in, in this day and age, where you know, and when the game's progressing, you know, every every type of scientific measurements and stuff are being done on players, individuals, etc. I think it's only right because the last thing you want is a player collapsing with heat exhaustion on the pitch. So you take measures to make sure that that doesn't harm. City went behind thanks to uh, a Delhi Alley header on it, on his debut at the back post. But how good was the mentality of the Leicester City players to get back into the game as quickly as they did? Around 75 seconds, Alan. Absolutely. I mean, they say it's a bit of a contradiction, I suppose. The best time to score is just after somebody scored against you. But uh, credit to the young lad. He took up a good position. Um, I thought Geoffrey Sloop was caught a wee bit out of position, uh, running back to his own goals, looking for an offside. Um, and he'll, he'll look at that and he'll think, yeah, I was wrong there, I need to correct that. But um, as you say, Owen, we went straight up there. In fact, it was a Casper Schmeichel kick, a flick from Jamie Vardy, a little dribble from Mares, and it's a goal. You know, seconds after they've scored. And they visibly wilted after that. We took over the game then. We were at our strongest in the last 10, 5, 10 minutes. And I think very unlucky not to get a second goal. The crowd went absolutely crazy, didn't they? But now let's hear from the Leicester goalscorer, Riyad Mahrez, where he has spoken about the mentality in the Foxes' camp. Tottenham is a big team, you know, first six on the table, you know, every 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 year. So it was important to don't lose today. And yeah, we did. We, we did well, especially second half. First half, it was good tactically, you know. And, but Tottenham played good on the scores first and... Yeah, we was a uh, very good mentality for come back and score for the draw. So, yeah, very difficult game, but very happy today. Yeah. Now, Alan, we were speaking about Riyad Mahrez once more. He was City's go-to man again on Saturday, wasn't he? Well, he was. Um, but I think, um, I think the crowd were very, very patient with him. A lot of things... He got a lot of good possession, but the ball seemed to bounce off his shins a couple of times. His first touch wasn't quite right. I think he would be very disappointed with, with some of the things that went on through the game. But hey, he's never stopped. He, he kept going. He kept believing in himself, and he came up with the good. So um, you've got to keep a player like that on the pitch. On. He is your go-to man at the minute, and he's the guy that's getting the goals. Every week he just looks more and more of a great buy, doesn't he? And a, certainly a snip at £400,000. But let's talk about an unsung hero from the game on Saturday in the shape of Danny Drinkwater. For me, he was p- potentially man of the match on Saturday. He held the ball very well in midfield, dictated the play when Leicester had the ball. And it also is great to see him return into a little bit of form after he had an indifferent season last year, didn't he? Well, absolutely, one, yeah. Um, he, he had an average season last season, couldn't get in the team, got a couple of injuries and stuff. Maybe he had a... Uh, a wee bit of spark with certain people. Maybe da- I know that Danny's a bit of a huffy guy. You know, he takes a pet quite easily. But hey, his name drink water on Saturday. It wasn't that appropriate. Hey, everybody, everybody must be after Danny drink water. And as you say, Danny's the kind of guy who, who will get you out of trouble as well. He'll accept the ball when he's marked, when there's three or four opposition players around him, and he'll get you out of trouble with a little bit. A little change of direction, change of pace. He had a fantastic game. And I'm not surprised that, that, that he came off. I think it was to congratulate the lad on a job very well done.
Mm, uh, let's talk Berry now for Leicester City. They kick off uh, against uh, the Hatters, I think they're, uh, they're called. Um, no, the Shakers. The Shakers. Ah, I, am, I stand corrected. The Shakers uh, tonight uh, for Leicester City. Um, Claudio Ranieri is going to be the true tinker man. He's going to be changing all 11 of his players, including a start for youngster Joe Dodu. Is that something that you're looking forward to seeing? I think absolutely, and, and, and isn't it exciting? I mean, there's about eight or nine internationals could be playing tonight. And that is, when, when could you say that about Leicester City over the past few years? Eight internationals, nine internationals can't get in the first team. And that's brilliant. Young Dodu, great reports about him playing in the under-21s. He won't be phased by playing. It'll be, I tell you what, how must he be feeling? He must be feeling wonderful. He's going out and, and at gig lane with all these international, all these seasoned players, experienced players. He's going to have a ball. They'll look after him. And listen, if the lad, the lad um, continues to play the way he has been doing the, and the performances that's got him where he is now, he could jump up into the first team, uh, you know, come in under, under the radar as it was. But very experienced team going up there. We should beat them quite, we will beat them quite easily. Uh, come away with no, no bookings, no silly um, injuries or anything like that and prepare to go to Bournemouth and get three points there. Is it strange to think that the likes of Andre Kramrich, Leonardo Ujoa, Gokhan Inla and N'Golo Kante could be making an appearance tonight because they can't get games in the Premier League, Alan? Yeah, they can't, can they? But, I mean, but that's football, that's, that's how it is. Unless um, a player in your position is injured and he's playing well and the team's playing well, you're not going to get in. You have to be patient. You have to work extra hard in training. You have to work hard to, to, to try and impress the manager. Do your best at all times. But you have to accept, if the, it's, it's all about a team. It's not just about 11 players. It's about 17, 18 players on the day, plus the lads who are in the squad. Everybody is part of it. Everybody comes in on a Monday morning. You've all got to be friends. You've all got to get anything that you're a wee bit grumpy about. Go and sort it out with the manager. Sort it out with, your, with, with the players. And let's, and let's get on with it. They'll have their chance. We've said that before. They'll get their chance. And once they, once they get their chance, it's up to them to take it and keep hold of that shirt. It certainly is. Thank you very much for joining us on the 100% LCFC podcast today, Alan. Pleasure, Owen. Thank you. The voice of former City striker Alan Young there. Do you agree with what he has to say? Join the debate on the 100% LCFC Facebook and Twitter pages throughout the week. And speaking of debates on our social media pages, we asked you after last Saturday what you thought of the depth of Ranieri's squad. Is it strong enough or do City need to add? Well, James Harris has got in contact and he says, personally, I think we're playing great football and a great start to the season tactically. We are very strong, but still need backup for Merez, a right back and a goalkeeper to challenge our number one. And if we decide to go for Austin, I would swap Ujoa plus four or five million pounds. Sam Norris also commented on the post and he reckons that City need to invest in Daniel Almarty, the Ghanaian international, and also a keeper to really challenge Kasper Schmeichel as well as Charlie Austin. Very similar to what James said in the first uh, comment. And QPR... And finally, Jonathan Wade has had his say. He would like to see City invest in another right-back and a centre-half. Two more defenders, possibly to add to City's list of three right-backs, four centre-backs and two left-backs as well. We'll have your say on the 100% LCFC Facebook page and at 100% LCFC on Twitter as well. But now let's move on as we're going to hear from the 100% LCFC Chief Editor Phil Holloway who's back off his holidays and swung into the football season last Saturday against Spurs. And I can imagine it was a good time to be away for a City fan, wasn't it, Phil? 
Yeah, hi Owen. It's uh, great to be back and I had a good time abroad. It was interesting to see the reaction of people in Italy to Leicester City. Uh, we wore Leicester shirts out a couple of days and, and we got lots of reactions. We had people shouting at us, saying, you know, chatting that Claudio Ranieri was the manager and, and people said that he, he was a good guy. And uh, yeah, lots of people have heard of Leicester now. Um, and they were they were saying that they were pleased to see that we we're doing well and they knew that we were doing well. So it's it's interesting to see just a couple of years ago, you know, teams like Leicester just wouldn't have got much recognition abroad. So it's a very different environment now. And let's hope that keeps progressing and it's onwards and upwards. Now, of course, City picks up their seventh point of the season last Saturday. But were you disappointed with the result, Phil? City did have a few good chances in the second half before Spurs scored. And of course, that Wes Morgan header as well. Not to mention the penalty in the first half that possibly could have been given to Leicester City after that pull on Riyad Mahrez. Yeah, it was a shame that um, it, we, we didn't pick up all maximum points on Saturday because there was chances for Leicester to do that. Certainly after Mahrez had equalised, uh, Wes Morgan powered him with a header and pretty much, if he'd put it anywhere else in the goal area, it probably would have gone in. The keeper did well, but it was aimed straight at him. We, we had plenty of chances and Marez himself was at times a little bit greedy, you could argue. And, and I think every now and then he needs to learn to pick out a pass rather than always shoot. Although, again, it's hard to be disappointed with the guy when he, he's got doing all those mazy runs. So I, I guess I was slightly disappointed that we didn't pick up all, all the points. But, um, you know, I thought in the end it was a pretty fair result. The Marez penalty in the first half... It was right in front of where I'm sitting. And to be fair, the people around us, myself included, we didn't think it was a penalty. But obviously with the benefit of having lots of replays, lots of different angles, it does look like it should have been a penalty. But I, I find I struggle to with things like that to blame the ref too much. For, again, we, we weren't that far away from it and it didn't look a penalty to us. Of course, we jumped and screamed for it. But, you know, in honesty, I didn't think it was. But, you know, so, yeah, take a point. Keeps us up near the top. Seven points out of uh, a possible nine. Pretty good. You said after the game on Saturday that being disappointed with the result really showed how far the club have actually come since last season. How good has the progress been over the last sort of three months? Uh, great progress over the summer. I mean, Nigel Pearson did a tremendous job for Leicester. We mustn't forget that. He did take us from League One up into championship and then up into the Premier League so the guy's done a brilliant job but he was he was a little bit maverick for a lot of people uh, he did some very strange things last season as we've well discussed for me Ranieri seems like he's come in I, I like everything he says in his interviews um, he, he clearly has got tactics I was uh, surprised when people when he was appointed that people were grumbling about him to be fair and there was some fans grumbling about him he's he's clearly knows his stuff he's managed at some of Europe's top top uh, teams so for me that was a great appointment and one that you know nobody should really be grumbling about and I think we've got we have had great progress when people like Kante and Inla are coming on from the bench goodness me that should show everybody at Leicester City just how far the club has come so yeah you know what what position are we to say that after after three games and after a a 1-1 draw at home with Spurs we're a little disappointed God, you know, give give us that to, at some point last season, we'd have we'd have been happily snapping people's hands off. So yeah, it does show you that we took on Spurs, and I think they came and did a number on us. It looked like they were trying to stop us winning the game, which is what teams will come and do now. They they'll know about us, and they'll they'll be here. They'll be trying to make sure that they don't lose. So it's great progression for me. Talking of progress, and particularly the progress in terms of attracting quality players to the King Power Stadium, what were your thoughts on Gok and Inlo in the ten minutes that you saw him on Saturday? Yeah, I really liked Inla when he came on. He only had a cameo 10 minutes at the end. But 
he reminded me pretty instantly of the magic man Esteban Cambiasso from last season in the fact that he seems to have a cool and calm temperament when other people when when the fans are you know edgy and and things are going on you could see that he came on he did a couple of there was one corner for example where the ball came to him in a first touch that again was again very reminiscent of Cambiasso where he just stroked it casually back to the guy took the corner but you know but it was a 30 40 yard pass and he pinpointed it straight away there was a few times as well he came away from the ball from the penalty area and he looked very calm um, you know, obviously when Kante and Inla came on, it was it was interesting that was exactly when we let the goal in. But it gave them as soon as we'd equalised, which was only a few seconds after the, the Spurs had taken the lead. It, it you know, crikey, looks look Kante and Inla both look really good to me. Uh, Kante put put in several blocks, several tackles, um, got got in the way of the ball, which is what he's particularly good at. And Inla looks like he's got some composure on the ball. You know, we've got some real quality players there, Owen. Before this Saturday, Bury await the Foxes on Tuesday evening in the Capital One Cup. Tricky game for the Foxes, is it not? Yeah, I mean, let's not take things for granted. Bury away in the Cup is going to be... It's going to be tricky to an extent. I think we're starting to become one of those clubs where you would like to think, hopefully there's not an upset. I think Ranieri will take it seriously enough. I think that even if he swapped all 11 players... Look at the 11 players who would come in. There'll be players who really want to have a go there. The Kramerich, Ujo have not had much game time. They'll be wanting to come in and prove a point. So I think the way that people use the Capital Cup now, the managers, they tend to think, well, we'll give some of those fringe players a chance to run out and some of them will, will press a, a, a claim for a space for, for Saturday's trip away to Bournemouth. So, you know, I think the, the Capital Cup can be very useful. I, I'm one of the, the big believers. I, you know, I think it's... It's one of those cups that Leicester City, you know, have notoriously done very well in there. I think we're one of the most more successful clubs in that uh, cup than other. And, you know, we had some great trips down to Wembley against Middlesbrough, Spurs and uh, Tranmere back in the late 90s. I want to go again. I want to go to the new Wembley. I've not been since. I'm not going until Leicester get there. So I'm hoping that's not going to be a playoff final for any time soon now. I hope it's going to be in a cup final. Uh, so Capital One Cup for us, I think that that could have our name on it. So yeah, let's go and win. Selection is always going to be a tricky one, isn't it? But who do you think we could see featuring for City at Gig Lane? Uh, well, it could be an interesting selection for the one at Gig Lane. I mean, Inla looks fantastic. Obviously got numerous, like 60, 80 caps for Switzerland. Come from Napoli, a fantastic big stadium like that. He's going to be in for a shock on a cold, colder, cooler Tuesday night at Gig Lane with you know a couple of thousand fans there. But I think he'll give him a nice run out there, and I think that'd be interesting. One thing we don't want to do is pick up any injuries. Um, so I think he'll play in. I think he'll play Kante. Game time's what they need. Match time. Perhaps he'll give them. He'll either give them sixty minutes. I would think to start with, or bring them on for a thirty-five minutes at the end. Uh, the 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 biggest thing in these sorts of games is get the. Get the game won in the first as quickly as possible so that it's game over and then you can relax and, and start stroking the ball around a bit. So, I, I you know, people will be calling him the tinker man, but there's no need for that. I think he's, he's does what most managers will do and he'll, he'll probably put out what we would consider to be either a Leicester B team or it would have a lot of people who haven't been playing in the first team. So, yeah, I would expect wholesale sweeping changes. You certainly have. Thank you very much for joining us here on the 100% LCFC podcast, Phil. Remember to get in contact with us here at the podcast. We would love to hear from you. Now, before we end the show, we're going to hear from City fan Scott as we preview Bournemouth on Saturday in the Premier League. 
Now, Scott, it's going to be a tough game for the Foxes, isn't it? As Bournemouth will be on a high after their emphatic 4-3 win over West Ham last week. Yeah, I think um, they've got that first win out of the way, so that's uh, a bit of a monkey off their back. Um, it's good that they've probably got it out of the way before they play us, though, because uh, I could see it being us that they um, turn over and uh, we come away with no points. So it's nice they've got it out of the way for both them and us, really, because I think we can get something from the game. One interesting fact I heard over the weekend was it took City around 16 games to reach nine points last season. They could have beaten that total by 12 games should they pick up all three points on Saturday. That's incredible progress, isn't it? Really, it's just incredible progress. Uh, well, that's it. I mean, Ranieri's came in. He said his um, target is one point more than last year. So we are looking for progress. And if you look at the games we've played already, we've bettered the results, um, the same results as last year. Sunderland, we drew both games. Um, West Ham, we went to West Ham and lost 2-0. But obviously, we've won that 2-1 this time. And then Spurs, we lost 2-1 at home. And we've managed to go one better and pick up a point. Um, from a decent Spurs team, really. Obviously, Claudio Ranieri is dubbed as the tinker man from his time at Chelsea, but he's kept the same starting eleven for the opening three games of the season. Could we see any changes to the squad for that game on Saturday? Um, I think he probably will change it this week. Um, obviously, we've got the game with Berry tomorrow. Um, opportunity there to play some of the, what we'll call them, fringe players at the minute, but your inlers and your, your Kante's are not going to be fringe players, I think, later in the season. Um, I could see certainly one of those two coming into the midfield to shore it up a little bit. Whether that uh, changes the formation slightly, I don't know. I think he likes the 4-4-2 and the, uh, the two pacey strikers with Vardy and Okazaki. Um, so I can see one of the midfielders making way for um, either in or Kante. Like we said, the season is only three games old, but how important is it that City go and try and beat teams like Bournemouth? Who face it, City are going to be closer to them than winning the league at the end of the season, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. No game in the Premiership is uh, easy away from home, but I think Bournemouth is one of those games that if we don't pick up maximum points, we are going to be disappointed. Um, it is certainly a team we should be... Uh, certainly competing with and beating and picking up uh, all three points. Mm, I certainly agree with you, Scott. Thank you very much for joining us here on the 100% OCFC podcast today. But that is all we've got time for on today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in and thank you to all our guests that have joined us throughout the show. We'll be back next week with the next edition of the podcast, of course. And you can also keep your eyes open for any news on the 100% LCFC Facebook and Twitter pages as well. And why not the website either? That's www.leicesterfantv.com. And do get in contact with the show. We want to hear from you, the fans of Leicester City Football Club. You can find all the details on how to do that in the description of this track, either on SoundCloud or on the 100% LCFC iTunes as well. It took Leicester 16 games to get nine points last season. They could beat that in just four games of the win on Saturday. And what a start to the season that would be. But for more here at the 100% LCFC podcast, it is goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.